It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, July 20th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is starting to understand people that say hockey in July, August, blasphemy because it is so hot outside and every time I go outside I like I cannot imagine that hockey is going to be played honestly it must be nice for them in the rinks where it's cooler because outside is just untenable right now it's brutal I spent two days back to back outside and I don't know never again (laughs) I say I don't know if I like that (laughs) but uh yeah if you don't want to talk about weather completely understandable Follow us on Twitter because we tweet all about the Flyers. And you can tweet us your questions. Anything about the Flyers prepping for training camp, scrimmages, and returning to the playoffs. Or if you don't have Twitter, you can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We're your hosts. I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. And today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. They have amazing selections, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. In today's episode, we are going to talk about some Flyers news updates, uh, then move on to some NHL updates, and wrap up with our Nemesis of the Week and Flyers Fun Thing. Don't forget that Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, so subscribe to get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. Into some Flyers news. Let's start off first with a transaction that the Flyers made at the end of last week, the Flyers loaned forward Maxim Shusko to the Dynamo mids of the KHL. And I think when, well, this transition shocked me because I really wasn't expecting the Flyers to do anything on Friday. And to get that notification, I was a little bit confused. But digging a little bit deeper, I think this kind of has something to do with the AHL and the fact that this loan might be uh, just because the AHL is probably not starting. Um, I mean, obviously, it's traditional time, and it probably won't start uh, in January, December, like the NHL. Yeah, this is a, a really good move, actually, because it seems like uh, Max is the iconic player that just missed the cut for the Black Mm. Aces portion of this playoff squad. And he's such a good player. And to keep him off the ice until, you know, the AHL returns, which who knows when that will be, to be honest, that to give him the opportunity to play over in the KHL, which is very likely to start up at a semi-regular time in the fall, um, that's only going to help him moving forward. And I think it was definitely a good move. Yeah, you're right. And I just really like that it's a load and that the Flyers can call him back to play in the AHL whenever hopefully the AHL resumes safely. Um, But yeah, I like Maxim Shishko. I think he's a really uh, good depth player for the Flyers. So on Friday, we talked about how the Flyers are going to have some scrimmages this weekend and they did not disappoint. I think the big news story this weekend was around Flyers forward Jacob Voracek who was unable to participate in Saturday's scrimmage. And I think, you know, obviously we've talked about it a ton that the NHL is not allowing teams to release any information on 
why players are missing uh, from games or practices. Uh, it's They're just supposed to say they're unfit to practice or they're unfit to play. And so I think we all were a little bit nervous, but it just turns out that Jake, um, his test results, because I mean, obviously all players got tested for the virus. His test results came in a little bit late. And when they did come in, they were inconclusive. So they just had to retest him. And his second test came out negative. So he was back on the ice on Sunday and we all breathed a big sigh of relief. (laughs) Yes, there was much consternation in Flyers land about this. And this is exactly why that lack of information from the league is so problematic because it just creates this whirlwind of speculation. And of course, like, when he came back on Sunday, Jake was all joking about it. And what's wrong with you guys? And used very colorful language that, <laughs> you know, because he's Jake and I appreciate him. But yeah, it's it's just one of those things where it maybe causes more problems than it solves by being this secretive. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I mean, other teams are dealing with the same thing. I think we'll go in a little bit into detail on that later but so like I will say a little bit like I don't know I I don't want to say fun because like it's always fun to be like okay who's going to be on the wing are they going to pull Konechny up like how like who is um AV going to to fill out that spot and I think you know we talked about it earlier and we'll go into the in depth uh here but AV is definitely changing up his lines and making um, some interesting uh, line combinations that um, I think are really fun to discuss. But going back into that scrimmage on Saturday, the black team defeated the orange team 3-2, to two, and the goal scorers for the black team were Gosses Bear, TK, and Mark Friedman, and then Justin Braun and JVR that scored for the orange team. Um, these scrimmages are about 60 minutes and they consist of two 30 minute halves. So, uh, just like a, like a easing their way into, to game, uh, action. Yeah. I, uh, I was kind of laughing about Mark Friedman scoring. It's like, oh, it's the new contract bump. <laughs> it is. It is. And I mean, he uh, talked about his new contract and just the fact that like he was worrying about it all during isolation because he was saying like, you know, how is this going to affect my um, contract? And he said it was just so good to get it done and to be here for two years, which I definitely agree with him. I We've talked about it, but I really do like his contract. Yeah, apparently uh, Team Orange in the scrimmage uh, was able to do a pull the goalie trick, and <laughs> and which was why they came back and it was so close for three mm-hmm. to two. But uh, but it seems like they had fun doing it. Yeah, I think so. I was thinking like Team Black is like true. Uh, Flyers fashion where they go up and then like let the team kind of pull in and I'm just like oh no like what are you doing but uh but yeah it was it from all the tweets that I saw I thought it was really um fun and I love that ghost scored and Mark Friedman mm-hmm. and Justin Braun so it was like pretty heavy on the defensive goals which we've seen um this past regular season that there were games where the defense really uh stepped up yeah, and Ghost is getting a lot of kudos from the coaching staff right now, which is good to hear, especially given the surgery recovery. Exactly. And that was one of the things that I was really um, excited to talk about this uh, over this past weekend. 
Ghost looked good, and then NAK just like continued where he left off with that ten, like his tenacious forechecking. I just like. I guess I'm just, like, wondering when it's just going to sink in. That's just how he plays. Because I keep thinking that, like, oh, he can't be this uh, consistent. Like, that's just, no one has that much energy and, like, just puck pursue all the time. But honestly, it just, I know, like, he's not let me down. So I don't know why I can't just believe that he will do that. And then one thing I thought was really interesting, um, specifically on Saturday, but I think they did this on Sunday as well. Um, so obviously the four goalies that are practicing, but, um, both Carter and Brian Elliott stayed in net for pretty much the full game. I think they didn't switch goalies until nine minutes left in the, uh, in the scrimmage. So, um, I mean, obviously we knew that Carter and Elliott were going to be the, the goalies that play, um, but AVs definitely get trying to get them into full game shape. Smart. But speaking on like, you know, basically someone to have your back, I have been using rockauto.com who has definitely had my back in my like, you know, do it yourself uh, changes I've been making to my car. Now, if you don't know, rockauto.com is the best. Their prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. And instead of changing their prices based off of what the market will bear, like airlines do, rockauto.com is for everybody and doesn't even require a membership or account login. No, and rockauto.com has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years and they're a family business so you know they're reliable and they you know they know what they're doing because they've been around so long when you go to their website you can see auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for everyone. So go to rockauto.com and see for yourself. Check for all the parts available for your car and truck and then write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Have you ever seen an NHL player get off a team bus and think to yourself, gosh, I wish I could dress that nice? Well, with Indochino, you can. Indochino makes fully customized suits that don't require a trip to the tailor to get that perfect fit. Recently, I was shopping for a new dress shirt for my upcoming wedding, and when I decided to go with the Hyde Herringbone shirt, I was blown away at all the customization options I had. I could change the type of collar, cuffs, and even decide whether or not I wanted a chest pocket, all while being incredibly affordable, especially given the quality of the product I was getting. New colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles are added regularly too, so it's easy to create your next look. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NHL to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at INDOCHINO.com with code NHL. So uh, we talked a little bit about this um, last episode, but uh, AV was talking about the fact that, you know, what you see one day is not going to be the line, or is most likely not going to be the same lines at lineups that you see the next. After the Saturday game, he said, um, there will be some changes throughout the week to the lines and the D pairings. 
Um, he told the media, he said, I just want to look, uh, get a look at a couple of different possible line combinations. And then when we get to Toronto, we'll be down to the core 30 guys. So that's when you'll start to see the lines kind of solidify. But some of the changes on Sunday's line was we finally saw the Giroux, Couturier, Voracek line. Then we saw JVR, Hayes, and Konechny together. Uh, meaning that Farabee, Grant, and Pitlick were put together. And then we saw Thompson, Lawton, and NAK together. Um, but for that line, Thompson was the pretty much taking all the center roles. So that I, I saw that and I was kind of like, ah, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> what do you think about these lines so far, Rachel? Yeah, I like that he was tinkering around with it a little bit just to, you know, get the combinations dialed in and see what works best. So, like you said, on Sunday, um, you know, Farabee had been playing with Hayes and Konechny, but um, got sort of bumped down to the Grant Pitlick Mm -hmm. line. And then JVR got moved up into that spot. And then um, Raffle got like kicked off the main roster, so to speak, to make room for Thompson to get some time with like the supposedly big boy squad, you know? So I, I think, you know, Raffle should be on the full team, but I think it's important to give Thompson a look just because of that four C spot, like to see if Mm -hmm. it really makes sense for Scott Lawton to be playing center and if not, is Thompson a, a good viable option there? So I, th- I think it's good what they're doing. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I, I'm not a Thompson as center fan, but I do understand the necessary to, like, get him in to a couple of scrimmages and games and looks because you never know what happens in the what's going to happen in the playoffs. And if someone goes down, it really will bite you um, if you didn't have, like, Thompson taking these uh, reps in the preseason or lead up to it. Um, I was actually, like, I actually really liked the Farabee Grant Pitlick line. Like, I could just see that line having so much energy and making some really fun things happen. Yeah, and I honestly think Derek Grant is a great center for Joel Farabee to be playing with because Grant is so solid and consistent and I think would help create opportunities for Farabee and help like mentor him in terms of making sure he's in the right spot at the right time. And so I, I, I think you're right. I think there's, you know, some good opportunities there. But yeah, I thought it was really interesting to see Raffle, Frost, and Butterman together, but you're right. Again, that was just getting Raffle some line, uh, some ice time because they wanted to see what Thompson would do. Um, and then the last line was Andrioff, Rubsoff, and Tarinsky. One thing that I thought was really good, though, is that they kept the D pairings consistent because I think that level of communication and coordination on the ice is important to keep that way. And so by, you know, keeping the main guys together with Provi, Niskanen, Sanheim, Myers, Haig, Braun, and then Ghost Friedman being like the spare parts. Um, I think that that was really good. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely agree with you. And I think it's so important for them to to find that chemistry that they had uh, before the season stopped and, you know, get used to working with each other and making passes and plays uh, with each other. But I also, like, I wouldn't, hate it if there were like some switches like some switch up just because 
like if something happens, like they're going to need to know how the other person plays. Like we need, we're going to need to know like, okay, well, you know, Haig and Myers do not work together. So if that happens, if something goes wrong, then don't put them together or vice, or if something, if they do work, like something like that. But overall, you're absolutely right. I completely agree with you. I think, you know, if it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And I think our defensive pairings, especially the top four are solid. So any anything else uh, about this weekend's scrimmages? Any lines or pairings that you wanted to see, Rachel? No, I I'm pretty pleased with how they're approaching camp and you know how they're working toward game readiness and you know I'm I'm pretty hopeful that this will all work out. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. I completely agree. I'm just really interested to see if. You know, what other changes is AV going to make um, come, like, if there's a practice today or tomorrow? I, I'm really interested because I I was really surprised with the JVR hayes Connectney line. But, I mean, obviously, if you're going to um, stack your top six, like, that's the way to do it. Obviously, JVR is a top six forward. But, um, but yeah, I just never th- – I didn't put – that I, I would have never put JVR, uh, TK, and Hayes together. That's just, I don't think out of all of the lines I've made, <laughs> I've written yeah. down, I don't think I've had them together. So really interested to see what he, uh, he does next. But moving on to some NHL news. <laughs> Rachel, I don't know if this can be considered an, uh, an omen. I don't know if this is just a sign. But um, Rogers Place flooded on Friday and there was this video going around which we will link in the show notes if you haven't seen it but I mean there's like tons of water coming into I guess the concourse like the you know the entryway of Rogers place um which yeah the Oilers are supposed to be playing and practicing in and then half the playoff teams are supposed to go and practice in by the end of uh this month yeah I mean don't get me wrong it was very concerning and it looked horrific and you're just like what is happening here but that being said it I have been through Rogers place and it was like in a portion that was kind of an entrance that's not exactly mm-hmm. right near the rink oh good. there's like this interior plaza thing that you have to go across in order to get to the main arena area and this was like on the other side of that um oh, okay. by a, by one of the entrances and so there I don't think there was any cause for concern in terms of the rink itself or any of the facilities for players or anything like that it's just like a weird fluke at this entrance (laughs) but uh, still a little nerve-wracking for sure yeah and you're right about the damage Chris Johnson tweeted out uh, a quote from someone um, in from Rogers Place, and they said, We do not see any significant delays or barriers for either the Oilers training camp or preparations and activities related to our hosting as an NHL hub city for the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs. So they, there's apparently no damage. There's not going to set them back, but how, how weird. Like, because the video, it looks like there's a ton of water. Yeah, like. It, it was almost like a water ride in an amusement park, like water falling down the <laughs> stairs. Exactly. 
Yeah, I was like, what is going on? But I don't know what goes on in Edmonton. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if I want to know. So we talked a little bit about some of the players. Well, we talked about players who were not playing or not going to play in the playoffs for Boston, but they are going through it with some, I don't want to say undisclosed injuries or COVID tests. We really don't know, but... um, a lot of players are are not fit to get on the ice. So um, in addition to David Pasternak and um, Andre Kasha, Charlie Coyle, David Krejci, Corey, Tori Krug, Sean Curley, Tuka Rask, Nick Ritchie, and Chris Wagner all missed practice for the first time during camp. And then Bruce Cassie said, we had no injuries to speak of unfit to play the league has asked us to continue along the line of the respect of the privacy for the players and that's what we'll do um there's always different reasons and then he goes on to say like quarantine rules waiting for tests the number of different factors that play into why a player's not on the ice um it doesn't automatically assume that we have a positive test so i mean he definitely clear clear that up, and I mean, we don't really know what's going on, but man, that's a, that's a good chunk of their team and a good chunk of like important players on their team. Yeah, it's such a mess again with the speculation. But based on what happened with Jake Voracek, it is exceedingly possible that all these guys just you know there was a delay in test results or inconclusive tests that had to get retaken and wait for those test results and it was just yeah I mean it seems like a large number of people but that being said if they're all getting tested at the same place by the same facility all of these things could be happening (laughs) like there is a rhyme and reason to it so yeah he's completely right that it doesn't automatically mean that a player has tested positive But I think that's, like, what we're all waiting for. So it's, like, every time we hear something, we're like, is this the moment? Is this the moment that we find out? A ton of people have it. So, yeah. Oh, Boston. If I had any sympathy for Boston, I would feel bad. But since I I don't, it's just kind of like, oh, Boston. Uh, We talked about Steven Samkos last episode. Um and he is now practicing with the team. Again, we have no idea like if he's in the lineup or he's just practicing to get on the ice. We don't really know, but he is practicing with the team. So uh, that's good news for the Lightning. I don't know if I would say good news for the Flyers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, another uh, like mispractice. Um, that pertains to the Flyers is uh, Sidney Crosby missed some of the like scrimmages um, this past weekend for the Penguins and obviously they can't say anything and they won't say anything but um, another star player that dot 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 question mark and this obviously pertains to the Flyers because they are playing the Penguins um, in the like practice scrimmages round um when they start to move into the bubble. So we'll keep our eye on any other, on the teams that obviously the Flyers will be playing. 
And some cool news, but also a little bit of confusing news, the NHL released sometimes for the scheduled round-robin games and sometimes for the play-in games, which I guess it makes sense that the for the round-robins, three games are, like, for sure, but you don't know if you're going to need that fourth or fifth game. But um, I'm surprised that they don't have the times for all the games, just to get it I know it is weird. I mean, I don't know if it's like broadcast negotiations that are keeping us from knowing this or the facilities haven't figured out how much time they need in between games to do a reset properly. I don't know what's going on, but it is weird that they only have some of the games scheduled and, and not all of them. But so we do know that the Flyers first game, which is against the Bruins, on um, August 2nd, I believe. That is yeah. at yep. 3 p.m. Second. Random time, but it's a Sunday, so okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's a really good point, bringing in the broadcast schedule, because I didn't even think of that. And another good point that you brought up, Rachel, was the turnaround time for the employees in the rink. Like, that is going to be a quick turnaround. I know people who have worked in arenas have said that, you know, sometimes after games they don't get out until hours after. But the one good thing is these games that there are no fans in the building, so there's not a ton of cleanup they need to do that way. But just cleaning the locker rooms and sterilizing the locker rooms, that would be be something I'm worried about. All right, so it is Monday, and every Monday we have our nemesis of the week. I was trying to rack my brain and think of what is holding the Flyers back, like what's going to get in their way, and honestly, I really couldn't think of anything. <laughs> I know I complained about it at the start of the week, but I really wanted to say the nemesis of the week is like just the heat. <laughs> it is unbearable, and I'm in Maryland, which is not supposed to be 90 to 100 degrees days in a row. It's just not that way so I can only imagine how hot it is in Toronto and I just hope that the ice is okay I hope that the uncontrollable factors don't mess this up for the Flyers no and you know having played hockey in the summer now granted it's not at professional facilities let's be real but that being said in the summer a lot of times the rinks fogged up that's just what they do (sighs) depend and hopefully they're going to keep the air you know, the right level of humidity and all of that stuff necessary to to keep the air clear. But I certainly hope these rings don't fog up. That is a really good point. But historically, the fog has helped the Flyers thinking about to the Stanley Cup final against Buffalo when, I mean, you can barely see anything. It's just That's so true. foggy in those, <laughs> those pictures in the video. So if... If the heat does mess with the Flyers, hopefully it messes with them in a good way and helps them out. But to end on a fun note, for the Flyers fun thing, I know everyone's going to say, is this an Oscar fit, like podcast? And honestly, yes, it is an Oscar podcast. Nothing wrong with that. Podcast. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But there was a such a sweet video circulating um, on Instagram and on Twitter if I can find the video, I will link it in the show notes. I thought I, like, favorited it and, like, retweeted it on Twitter, but I don't think I did. But I will try to scour the internet for this video. But the video, it is 
Alma, um, Oscar's girlfriend, walking their dog, Tage, and Oscar surprising them. So Oscar flew back to Sweden, which normally isn't like a good thing, but it's good now because he's healthy enough to do it. And he didn't fly back with Alma because of health reasons, but uh, he surprised her and Tage and they got it on camera and it was so sweet. Aww. She was so surprised. And then Tage like realized it was Oscar and like went crazy, like dog crazy. And it was so sweet. And he bent down and hugged and kissed his dog. It was just the sweetest little video and a perfect way to wrap up the episode. Just smiling. So I will try my best to find the video of that because it is so heartwarming um, that everyone should watch it (laughs) but with that we want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's show we'll be back again on wednesday which is our mailbag so get us in any questions that you may have and then we will also um update give any flyers updates that are around at locked on flyers or locked on flyers at gmail.com i'm danielle you can find me on twitter at danielle underscore nick that's danielle underscore n-i-c-c And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Now tell your smartphone to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.